said, oh, I see you having a good season. It'd be a shame if I... I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Another absolutely loaded of, loaded of, loaded episode of Row One, Seat One. Thank you, everybody, for coming in and taking a listen tonight. Please be sure to like and share. If you like the show, please, uh, you know, go ahead and do all that stuff. Get all the obligatory shit out of the way right now. Uh, No, the show is not made for children. If you got kids in the area, you might want to mute it or go to a different room because we will be saying things like, <laughs> and uh, we will have some uh, less than pleasant Amongst things to say others. about uh, Tom Brady uh, as the show. I mean, uh, uh, about bad people. I mean, about uh, yeah. media attention horse. I mean, about um, Brett Favre wannabes. I mean, about um, like the fourth greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, whatever, as the show goes on. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into the Celtics tonight, Paul. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great conversation. I am just so impressed with how the Celtics were able to co- overcome the officials and win that game in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, that's a joke, by the way. You're all losers. We'll talk about that as we go along. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that. We'll get into Antonio Bra- Brown um, speaking truth. Yeah. Speaking truth. I think so. Definitely. About Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, you know, what do you say? I mean, it, it just, this guy is, Colin Kaepernick is a, is, is a guy and, Who's, who's, what, what do you call it? A lightning rod? Is that how we do these things these days? You know, he's uh, he's been a little bit of a he's been he's been he's got a little bit of media attention over yeah. the last you know five six years, and for all the wrong reasons. But uh, AB finally <laughs> says what we've all been thinking. We'll play that. We'll play Shannon Sharp simping out for Colin Kaepernick. Uh, we'll get we'll get you dialed in on that uh, video as well. And of course, your call seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. Phones are up and running. Please give us a call with any any of your thoughts. Um, Tom Brady finally is gonna he's gonna catch a break, Paul. He's finally gonna catch a break. Yeah. Uh, Sean couldn't be with us tonight. He took the night off. Um, no reason. Just you know, just wanted to spend Tuesday night at home with his uh, yep adoring wife and lovely little child. That little cherub. Yeah. Well, y'all need a night off sometimes, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to take a night off, but I can't. My name's on the show, Uh, so that's what I got to do. So here we are, right here doing another show, right here for you, for everybody, uh, for the listeners. This is what we do. This is what we love to do, so we're going to do it. Uh, Let's start. Where do we want to start tonight? Um, Before we we start, did did you – we just came upstairs. Do you remember uh, remember the first time you watched that movie, Troy? 
No, it was a long time ago. So we were just watching downstairs. We were, Troy was on TV with Brad Pitt, you know, where he yeah. plays Achilles, or as uh, some of you may know him as uh, Achilles. Uh, I, I just remember like it was like it was him. It was Eric Bana, and then what was the dude? There was the dude from Three Hundred, the blue-eyed crazy guy, um, the one that son gets killed, that gets snuffed in the battle, and then he goes like crazy and yeah, just starts yeah. killing everybody. I forget who's in Troy. Yeah, and then um, so and, and what was but what was the little what was the guy who played Paris's name? I don't know who the hell that is. He, he was like um, some <clears throat> Australian. Was he Australian? I don't know. Like it I was. Don't know. It was like Game of Thronesy before Game of Thrones, but at least it had Eric Bana and Brad Pitt, and like Brad Pitt played like a super cool character. So yeah, I thought it was pretty. You know, good it totally redeemed Brad Pitt from it. Fight Club. Yeah. Is basically how I looked at Troy, mm-hmm. even though the whole movie was like, "Why are we gonna fight this war? Because no one remember your name, but no one remember your name. But what about my name? But it's all about my name. But what if no one remembers my name? Then no one will remember your name. Oh my God, how do I stop somebody from not remembering my name?" Make them remember your name. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically the entire movie. I just summed up the whole movie in like a half a second. Uh, but yeah, no, great movie though. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. Um, AMC's been banging out some classics lately. Yeah. Just, you know, they, they had Second Private Ryan on the other Yeah, so I was actually watching that yesterday. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's let's get into let's get into the sports stuff, Paul. Uh Tom Brady? Yeah. You want to do that? You want to do the Tom big Brady old, thing? Big old contract for the next so, decade. Yeah, we'll do Tom Brady. We'll definitely get into the Celtics, and we're definitely going to get into Antonio Brown. Uh, and, of course, anything else related in the meantime that you want to talk about, give us a call, 774-992-8702. Uh, let's go ahead and start with this Brady stuff because this is just uh, – to me, this is a this is a bad deal all around. Uh not because anybody's going to lose. Not for Tom Brady. Definitely not for right, Tom Brady. Right, right. So for those that don't know, Tom Brady inked a deal with Fox Sports to be an analyst for Fox, an in-booth, in in-game analyst. So he will be the new, whatever, Troy Aikman, Dan Fouts, you know, the analyst guy, the right. ex-jock, ex you know, as they uh, they call it, the jockocracy has now come full circle. Yeah. And uh, we are back. To, we are now paying jo- ex-jocks more than ever to uh, get their their expertise uh, on the game. Tom Brady is going to get a 10-year, ten, ten $375 million deal. That's the same. From Vox. Fully guaranteed. Yeah, there's, there's the word right fully there. Fully guaranteed when he decides to stop playing. So that could be next year. That could be in two years. The way Tom Brady's going, it could be in five more years. Who knows? Right. This guy could literally be playing until the day he dies. We don't know. Now, whenever that day comes, and I believe it'll be sooner than later. I'm not I'm not one of these ridiculous Tom Brady knob slobbers right, right. that thinks he's gonna play until he's fifty now. He's definitely defied all the odds to this point, and especially in terms of just staying healthy this late into his career. Um, but three hundred and seventy five million dollars. Right. $37.5 million per year to be an analyst. Now, Tony Romo, remember we talked about Tony Romo a couple months ago? And they were talking about Tony Romo breaking the bank at like $20, 22000000 million a right, year. Right, right. And Fox just comes out of the cut and they're just like, $37.5. Like, That's a wait, lot. I, I'm sorry. For a dude like Tom Brady, is he even that good at broadcast? I mean, me, I'm, I'm not like, I don't, I guess, necessarily like, 
hate the guy's personality. I mean, he sure as shit probably ain't going to be no fucking Willie T. Ribs over there uh, interviewing the F1 drivers, which, holy God, was that like the worst thing I've ever seen? Sorry, with all respect to Willie T. Ribs, but Jesus Christ, man, please stay away from a microphone and a camera. Um, But I don't even know if I really like Tom Brady's personality enough yet to know if I'm going to really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not really a fan of the guy. I haven't been for a long time, obviously, since I started watching football, but... Same. We'll, We'll get into it. Hold on. Joey Fast Radio, roll one, seat one. What's going on? But, uh, Durant. What's happening? What's popping, bro? Not much, man. Just uh, finished putting down some uh, Metro State tips. There you go. Watching the game. What game's on right now? Uh, Philly and uh, the Heat. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Philly should take this one, I think. Is Embiid back? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're behind, though. They, they That's okay. Gold, they kind of crawl back a little bit. Golden but, uh, State was behind last night, and we all know how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Golden State, by the way, your 2022 NBA champions. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, if you got uh, you know, Clay and Curry firing on all cylinders, plus uh, you know, they have uh, pretty good role players too. That Jordan Poole kids. Uh, Jordan Poole, Kaminga, 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 Kaminga. How do you say his last name? Um, yeah, they got they got ballers in Golden State. They're figuring shit yeah. out real fast. We all thought they were dead. We left them for dead two years ago. And uh, oops. And just think, if the Warriors win, uh, Curry will have four rings, just like LeBron. Wow, yeah, that's true too. Yep. They'll catch up all on one team. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody has more rings than LeBron since he entered the league in '03. This he is has true. More, more than any franchise or player. Right, right. Yeah, because Kobe only got what two more after that? Two since yeah. he came in. Yeah, yeah, he had five. Right, five total. Two and mm-hmm. two after LeBron came in. Are yeah. We sure Robert Ori doesn't have? No, he only had three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ori won three. Yeah. What no, after two, LeBron? Two, 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 and three. Yeah, three. Yeah, Ori has like seven rings. No. Yeah, yeah, three, he's but got he only bad. had three since '03 though. Yeah. Well, either way. Because you got two of the Spurs after LeBron came in the league. Right. Because he won two of the Rockets, two of the Lakers, three with the Spurs. Right. Jumped around on the teams at the yeah, right time. It was like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm still rooting for CP3 and the Suns to get one. I That's what I'm banking on, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. They had their opportunity last year against Giannis and the Bucks. They blew it. I'm sorry. Like, it, they couldn't stop the Bucks last year. I have no, I have no, I have no reason to think that the Suns are better this year than they were last year, and that they're somehow going to be able to overcome the short the things that held them up last year against a Milwaukee team that look, I don't think anybody was really deathly afraid of Milwaukee even after they won the even after they won the championship last year. Right. Just looking at the way teams went in the offseason, nobody was sitting there going, "Ah, oh, shit." I know we got the Lakers out west and you got the Nets, but now we got to figure out how to beat the Bucks too. Like, fuck, no, no one yeah. was doing that. My thing is with the Suns, where I still give them a slim chance, is, um, you know, if Devin Booker can come out, and we've seen this before, if he can come out and pretty much be Kobe Bryant, <laughs> that gives them a good chance. I with mean, all the other pieces. Yeah, if anybody can come out and be Kobe Bryant, it gives them yeah. a great chance. That's- well, is Bo- Booker got hurt recently, right? If I'm yeah, he pulled a hammy. Oh, all right, but he's back now. He's all set. 
I haven't but, seen uh, him. In I mean, he's big time. I mean, he's one of the big young stars. Uh, no, you're right. He know. is. He is, and I, I'm sure he'll look great in purple and gold someday. But um, <laughs> until then, you know, I just don't see it. The Sun. What, yeah. What's the series at right now, anyway? The Sun series. Two two. Is it tied up? Or is it no? Is it two one? No, it's two two. Dallas tied it up. That's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit. right, right. Tonight's game. Tonight's game five, right? Yeah, big game. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. These well, game fives are gonna be big. The right. playoffs are good. Playoffs, playoffs are really have been good, the playoffs have been good. The play. I, got, I do have to give it to the NBA. The the playoff product has been outstanding this year. Wish it was a little shorter. Predictable. Not like you know going back a few years. You know you pretty much knew. I mean, think about it. We had LeBron James versus the Warriors four years in a row. And it was the most easy pick in the history. And like every year, it was just like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, yeah, like you're dumb if you think otherwise. Like the only people that were picking anybody yeah. except, you know, like that really Le- happened though. Like, right. But it, the only people that were picking against Golden State and LeBron were like Celtics fans. We're like, no, no. I mean, seriously, man. If, if Isaiah Thomas comes out, you yeah, know, if Jason Tatum develops, and you know, Danny's got our assets, and you know, if we can just do something to the trade deadline, man. Shut up. You're only doing it. The Celtics ain't doing it this year. They ain't done it for the last five years. It ain't happening. I'm sorry. Like, I will watch the Lakers win another championship before the Celtics. Yeah. Write it down. Maybe. I don't know. And 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 I'm I'm saying that <laughs> and, and, and like... I'm saying that we're in the second round of a of the second round of the playoffs, and it's two two. And I'm still gonna sit here and tell you, I will watch the Los Angeles Lakers. Hoist banner number 18 before the Celtics fans watch their team do it. Okay. Well, I mean, as we're sitting right now, we got a better chance, but... You sure do. <laughs> you sure do, because you know what? You at least have a chance. Yeah, yeah. Unlike the Lakers right this moment, but give that about six weeks, and the Lakers will probably be like, oh, my God. How the fuck did they pull that off? How did they end up getting Kyrie for Westbrook? I don't know. It's just so crazy. It's just because it's, it's the Lakers, bro. It's what the Lakers do. Yeah. Yeah. So um I got um I got like one quick topic I wanna um fire away. And then uh I actually um you know, cause like you said, Joe, you know, it's your show, you don't get no days off. Um definitely appreciate what you do, man, you know, just you know, taking the time to do this for as long as you've been doing it, you know, being able to call in and shoot the shit about sports. It's uh it's definitely good stuff, man. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I really do. I know there's a lot of so, other yeah. people a lot of other people that appreciate it the same way, but we, you know, we appreciate you guys. I mean, the reason we still do it is because oh, yeah. y'all well, still call in and y'all still want to shoot the shit. Yeah, I'd actually like to uh, take, you know, the rest of our call. We don't have to waste the whole show, but I'd actually like to take the call, uh, you know, to give, uh, you know, to have you talk about something you want to talk about. Because you always give us, you know, the chance to talk about what we want to talk about. And well, I think I have an idea what you want to talk about, but um, by my one topic was... Uh, it was just a quick football thing. Uh, it, it's for both of you guys, too. Um, what would you say, because you guys have watched football for a long time, um, what's your most iconic football moment? Um, I'll give you mine first for me. In all the years I've been watching football, man, I honestly, I think the James Harrison 100-yard interception return in the Super Bowl game before half, I think that's 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 the one that does it for me. Yeah, that was a good one. So you're saying just in general, like in just yeah, in, in the like, in my like in my your, lifetime, what, like what's your yeah, what's your most iconic football play that you can remember, where you're like, holy shit. The most holy shit moment I think I've ever had 
in in NFL history. It's gotta be. It's gotta be one play. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one better than the one I think you think I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say it's Manning lobs it. Burris alone touchdown New York. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. Good because one. I know everybody wants I, to talk about the helmet catch. I was, I was personally with you for that. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I remember. I was with both you guys. I mean, <laughs> I want to say that the helmet catch would be one, but I feel like that's so passe. Like, that's just like kind of like it's like an easy one to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like Manning lobs it, Burris alone, touchdown New York. Those words have been etched in my brain in stone yep, yep. since that night. Yeah, I have to agree, man. No, That's that was a, good a damn one. good one. I, I didn't think you were going to pick a Broncos one either. I'm like, watch, it's going to be something like obscure that you I'm don't like, know. Oh, it's going to be when fucking Von Miller stripped Cam and he didn't die. Yeah, yeah. Which that is one, a good but, one. I mean, if we're talking, all, I mean, if we're talking just like my team. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we're talking Broncos, like the Elway helicopter, you know what I mean? Right. The, the helicopter run would be one. Um, yeah. You know, Vaughn intercepting Brady in the AFC Championship, mm-hmm. or the fourth, the you know, the two point conversion in the O fifth in the fifteen AFC oh, Championship. So many, man. You know, Champ there's... Bailey running down the sidelines and getting blasted yeah. by Watson at the two Champ, yard line. Champ I Bailey, mean, Champ Bailey so sending the champs ones, home. You know? But the one that comes to to mind for me is James Harrison going a hundred yards before half. That's, that's a fairly good. That's a, I mean, that's one of the greatest plays, in I mean, definitely in Super Bowl history. A man that size running the field. I yeah. mean. Yeah, mine's not even Super Bowl. Mine's not, well, not was, playoffs. It, it'd be the uh, it'd be the Donnie Brown fumble to Andrew Luck against KC in the comeback. <laughs> oh wow, in thirteen. That, that's as soon as he said, "What's your most iconic play that you can remember?" That's it. I was just like, "Oh, that's got to be the one." I don't know why, but when it he, popped right into your head. It so popped it had to right be into it. my I head. Remember that game? The Chiefs blew that game, didn't they? Oh, big, big time. time, dude. They, oh, dude, we were God. getting crushed going yeah, into like I, the third I quarter. That one. Yep. I remember that game now. Now that you mentioned that, I, I remember that particular play. I mean, obviously, you remember it because you're, you know, a pretty big Colts fan. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think they were on the two-yard line. Donnie Brown tries to go up the middle, and he fumbles it. And yeah. as the ball pops out, Andrew Luck just instinctively grabs it and just does, like, a leap over the fucking – over the line and ends up with the touchdown. And I was just like – it was just a, the most ridiculous, like, roller coaster of emotion all in, like, three seconds I've ever <laughs> went through. I forget who was up. We were up in New Hampshire watching. I remember exactly people. where I was when I watched that. I was actually, I was on a cruise ship. Yeah. And I just got into my room and I turned the game on. We had just gotten in. It was after, it was a one of the most, one of the worst days I've ever had traveling. And, you know, flights were delayed. There were storms and ice storms and then staff shortages. You know, typical, you know, yes. bu- bullshit when you're flying. I get into the, I get into my room. I turn on the television. The colds are down like 34, 14 or some shit. Yeah, and I'm like, was bad. what the fuck? I turned it off. I go, I get in the hot tub, I come back, I get, I'm get, i like getting changed for dinner, and I turn the TV back on, and that play happens. Yeah. As I turn the TV on, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell happened here? Nuts. And I'm like, and I'm jumping, I'm going nuts, because I'm like, yeah, fuck the Chiefs, this is awesome. I know. Yeah. Another bad one, it was actually the Chiefs being on the good end of it, but uh, it was when the Texans got up on the Chiefs 24 nothing in the playoff game. Oh, and, uh, right, right. Yeah, they blew that if one. If I'm not mistaken, I think they lost that game by like 20 points or something crazy like that. The and Chiefs? They were up 24 or nothing. No, no, the Texans. The Texans were whooping the Chiefs' ass. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. A couple, yeah, like two, yeah, two, three years ago, yeah, 2019. Texans were up 24 or nothing. I, I think yeah. they lost like. 50 to, like, 34 or some shit. Yeah, they like did. That. Yeah, there was a bunch of, like, crazy, like, special teams touchdowns, like, all in a row, wasn't there? Like, two or three, like, a defensive no, and, like, the, a special the, teams the Texans one. went for the onside kick. 
and they didn't get it, and then the Chiefs got the ball with a short field, and you were, and everybody, even though it was twenty four nothing, everybody was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, like, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, yeah, that was one of them. I don't know. I mean, like as far as like iconic moments go, though, like that one was that the, you know the 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 Manning to Burris was one of them. Manning Manning to Mario Manningham would probably be another one. Yeah. Yep, that was in the second. On the side, yeah. In the second, in the 2011 Super Bowl. The sideline The sideline one, sideline one, one like yeah. That, one, yeah, had a, that one had a lot more sentimental meaning to me, that that Super Bowl in general, because my, my cousin, who was a, who was a huge Giants fan, uh, yep. passed away earlier that year in October. And, yeah. uh, and, and actually, I had, you know, he was supposed to go to the game, uh, the Giants-Patriots game in Gillette uh, in November. Yeah. And um, obviously he wasn't there to to do it, so I ended up going with my uncle, yeah, and that's awesome. uh, and we went and we watched Jake Ballard catch the game winning touchdown right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, after Brady had hit Gronk on like fourth and fourth, it was basically fourth and goal from like the twelve, but it was fourth and ten from the twelve or whatever it was, and Brady hit Gronk, and the whole place went nuts. And I'm sitting there looking at the clock, going, you know, there's a minute thirty four seconds left on the clock, and this defense kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm like, this can be, this could be done. And then Eli marched him down and and hit Jake Ballard right in front of us for for the game winning touchdown in the corner of the end zone was awesome, uh, and ended up with basically a walk off win, and uh, and so that 2011 Super Bowl that one meant a lot more. That was probably to me, just emotionally and sentimentally, my favorite Super Bowl of all time. Yeah, because and that's a great moment to bring up because, like I said, that was a hell of a throw, sideline grab. Um, you know, you your casual fan doesn't remember moments like that, like that one. You know, no, no, they don't. Um, but that was that was the play when he made that throw and catch. I said because that was right out, that was right on the heels of the Welker drop. Yeah, and when Welker dropped yeah. that ball, and well, I mean, it was a bad throw by Brady too. Don't let you know, don't put all the the, the blame, blame on, on Welker here. Uh, he had to reach up and behind him and, you know, make that try to make that catch. And, you know, he dropped it. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't a great throw. You know, no matter what Brady Nuthuggers will tell you, um, you know, even even just my husband could not throw and to catch the ball at the same time. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know yeah. why she's Italian, but whatever. Fuck it. Um, but, yeah, no, that was and it came right on the heels of that. And that was it, it, when he catch it. I remember Manningham on the on the sidelines watching the replay. One, two, boom. And he's like, I got it. And, like, they knew when they started celebrating. And then, like, as soon as he made that catch, the Giants bench and they like, the whole sideline lit up. And they were like, oh, we got this. This game's yep. over. We're winning yep. this. That was a sick play. And, uh, and it ended up, yeah, I mean, it ended up coming down with Hail Mary. But, yeah, I remember I remember that was uh, that was probably probably my favorite Super Bowl of all time. Not just because the Patriots lost, but because they lost to the Giants. And, you know, what had 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 led up to that game in turn you know for me personally was just yeah it, it was just like it was it was just the perfect exclamation point on a season of just shit you know what i mean like right. that was that was tebow mania that year yeah, yeah. that was you yeah. know and then and then losing my cousin earlier that year and and then having his team go in and beat the patriots for the in, in a super bowl for the second time in four years um, you know, I mean, I, I know I, that was without them that, that night, that day, that Super Bowl Sunday, that was way more way. That was about, about way more than football for me. Right. Man, yeah, I, that's I like something that I don't think we, man. I don't think we've ever talked about that on this show before, but, uh, um, no, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad to have, you know, heard you shit, you know, sh- sh- share it with us, sh- share it with me, you know? Yeah. That's um, what we're here to do, man. Yeah, I mean, man. Football I mean, brings I mean, us I mean, together. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl. I mean, 
that 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 one was awesome. Oh, was that the Holmes just, catch? You know, right? Two teams, two teams. I get no fucks yeah. about who I'm wins. I'm daring to be great. Um, you know, Fitzgerald gets that breakaway touchdown yep. late in the game, and you're just like, wow. And you know, you already had the James Harrison pick six at halftime. And that was an that epic ended, game. You know, all said and done, Santonio Holmes back of the end zone. Um, right. That was an incredible. That Super Bowl was incredible. I mean, I hated that game because I was rooting so hard against Pittsburgh. Me too. I, I wanted Arizona to win. Because, like, one little fun fact that a lot of people don't know about me is that Arizona has always been, like, my underdog NFC team that I root for. Yeah. Like, I've always, like, low-key rooted for the Cardinals since it was, like, David Boston and Jake Plummer and, like, Aeneas Williams and, like, Bertrand Berry, like, way back in the day. Right. like. You know, like, like I, I didn't know who I didn't really know. I knew who Pat Tillman was, but I didn't know like of them, of them. Right, right. But you know, yeah. back then, like back when the Cardinals were just like some like low key shit team that you know, it's like, yeah, we know you're in the league, you're, but don't get too full of yourself. You're just here to round out the numbers, numbers right? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, I always loved the Cardinals, and Jake Plummer was the guy that made me really love them. And uh, they they were always my low key like underdog NFC team that I always like hardcore rooted for. And uh, that year, I wanted them to win that Super Bowl for Arizona so bad. Yeah. And I and my hatred for the Steelers definitely came through, which I do have a very healthy hatred for the Steelers. Yeah. Love Joey Porter. Love James Harrison. Love Troy Polamalu. Big Ben. Like, like love a lot of their players. Right. Absolutely fucking loathe the Steelers. Like, I will root against the Steelers. They're probably, like, fourth or fifth on my hate list. Yeah, I'm not a big Steelers fan at all either. I'm... I'm, I'm on the side with you with uh, i mean I, i'm listen man i was on I, I, i'm on the side of the, the purple and black yeah. baby you know what i'm saying i got yeah. the immaculate reception to fall back on so yeah i could say fuck them yeah i mean the, yeah that yeah, definitely dicked you guys over even though you know he definitely yeah. p- plucked that but, shit um, off the ground yeah um like i said without taking up you know too much more time uh you know i'd like to uh you know i'd like to hear what what you have to say uh you know, if you got a topic you want to talk about, quick Joe, I kind of feel like you want to talk about some Broncos. Uh, what do you well, think we, in store for them this year? We got that. I mean, the schedule dropped in little little uh, pre you know pre Thursday leak of the schedule. The yeah. Broncos and the Rams Christmas Day. You got that shitty ass four thirty game. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not thrilled about the Christmas Day game. I don't love Christmas Day games as a fan because I I don't want to be. I, I like Christmas Day to be Christmas Day. You know. I like to be at my mom's house, like eating prime rib and you know doing all that kind of fun stuff, and not not having yeah. to worry about what's on television. But right. um, I mean, shit. I, I mean, I I wanted to be mad about it, but I really can't because the fact that we're playing on Christmas Day means we're relevant. It means we're back. Right. It means the Broncos are back, baby. Like we've got a quarterback, we've got a great roster, we got good young talent. A great young, uh, you know, could potentially be a great young head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. And listen, man, I, I'm I don't like Christmas Day games. I love, 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 love the Saturday Christmas Eve, yeah, slate, like full slate of games. You know where they play like all everybody plays on Christmas Eve instead of Christmas Day. I love that. That is one of my like every you know, whatever, five or six years, seven years, whatever it is that 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 rotates around. I love it. Right. I fucking live for that day when Christmas falls on the Sunday and you get the full slate of games on the Saturday on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. You just wake up one o'clock Christmas Eve and you're like, you, 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 usually you get the day off. 
because it's Christmas Eve. I mean, you know, not now because we don't we work different right. jobs, but back then it was like Christmas Eve, man. Like I ain't working Christmas Eve, hell no. Like I'm right. I'm getting up, I'm gonna wake up at nine, I'm gonna play Call of Duty till eleven thirty, I'm gonna watch pregame till one, and then I got a full slate of games. I'm You're like, drunk, let's go, man. baby. Yeah. Let's do it. Mimosas are flowing, bloody Marys, and it's just it's one of my favorite, favorite emo- like sports things to do. This year we got the Christmas Day game, four thirty in LA against the defending champs. I love it. It's a late season litmus test, and you know, let's go, like let's go. I think this is one of the, like the three or four games that I have pegged as a loss for the Broncos. Yeah, this year. Um, but who knows? By the time you that you get to Christmas, you don't know. You don't know who's gonna be healthy. You don't know who's playing. Right. Yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen. And and uh, Just getting down the stretch. Man, I'm I'm listen. I'm I'm locked and loaded. I cannot wait for this schedule to drop on Thursday, man. I am excited. I, I got I got vacation in October, and I'll tell you right now, Durant. If uh if I if 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 the Broncos play at the Raiders, the week I'm on vacation, I'm going to Vegas. If they play at the Titans, the week I'm on vacation, I'm going to Memphis. If they play in Denver, the week I'm on vacation, no shit, I'm going to Denver. Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk, man. Because uh, I just read they lifted uh, the mandates at Allegiant Stadium. Also, no wow. proof of vaccine or mask. Oh, it's nice. Well, I'd that, love that, to go there. That's dude. good I'd since there was a, uh, a a major study just came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, that surveyed uh, or studied 35 countries uh, in Europe and the Baltics and all that kind of stuff. You know, all that the whole area, 35 countries. And uh, basically, long story short, they found uh, they concluded that masks actually made COVID worse. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. No kidding. You can yeah, go ahead well, and Google that yeah, one. I mean, like I said, I mean, not not getting into too much of that. Uh, right. I know I stated the last time I, you know, called. Uh, I am a little worried for your Broncos, man. I know you landed a quarterback. It was absolutely the right move. Um, I think with your Broncos, in my honest opinion, I think it's more potential. You know, you guys have the oh, potential yeah. to be good, but oh, it's all it's. Believe me, it's all potential. That's all there is because yeah, we haven't if you seen look at the other three d- teams in the division, Joe. You have all sure things. You have Justin Herbert. You have Mahomes. You know, look at the Raiders roster now. You have Waller, Renfro, Devontae Adams, Jacobs. You know, these are all sure things. So you, but the thing is, the problem is, is is with the Raiders and the Chiefs. I yes, you've got sure things on offense. I mean, granted, the Chiefs have a hole to fill without the Cheetah. Um, but you got sure things on offense. I don't see not, neither one of those defenses even remar- like even remotely come close to scaring me. Yeah. I you mean, know what I'm Max saying? Crosby and Chandler Jones is going to be a big problem, man. And we landed the Bears defensive tackle, Belial Nichols. I think that's going to be a great addition. Listen, but, man, uh, I, know, I think the Broncos had the third-ranked defense in the league last year. I feel like they got better this offseason. And they got a quarterback in Russ Wilson that's going to keep him off the field for probably Listen, a, a I don't healthy. Think Carr is the scared of that defense. Of I mean, we gave you guys the broomsticks two years in a row now, and I don't see it being any different, man. I don't think we're going to lose to you guys. I think we're going to beat you guys twice again. Would you like to wager on that? Uh, we could talk. We yeah, could talk. we'll talk. We we. Do a have friendly, to be, uh, I don't want to. Yeah, no, I don't want to put money on it. I, I think it'd be, I think we have to put something more fun than money on it. It's you know, money's 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 easy. If I want more money, I'll just uh, show. Yeah. I'll just go uh, to work and make more. Me, personally, I, I would like a night at the fucking Texas Roadhouse or some shit like that. You know. Or Fuck yeah. Dinner. Lines, yeah. Let's put. Let's yeah, throw I mean, it. Let's. We'll we'll put a dinner on it. We'll put a dinner. Hey, let's. Uh, yeah, let's do that. We'll put. We'll put dinner on it. 
Uh, if the Raiders sweep the Broncos, I owe you dinner. Your choice. You pick the restaurant. If, sounds good to me, man. If we if, Live are on the show. Sounds, if, if, the Bron- if the Broncos win a game, you owe me dinner. Yep, I'm here witnessing. Fair enough. Straight up, and then uh, and and you <laughs> know we'll, we'll 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 drag Paul and we'll we'll drag some people out with us and yeah, you know we'll uh, we'll make it a night and it'll be fun. Yeah, it'd be cool, man. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan. I yeah, like it. I love it. I love that we're we're already getting into Broncos Raiders bets, and it's only yeah, yeah. May 10th. Because I got us like 12 and five this year, Joe. You know, I mean, we won 10 games last year. It was a circus. Um, you, you know. You just well, didn't have real wide receivers last year. I mean, Hunter is Renfro lot, was your though, tough guy. Waller was out for a majority of the time. I know um, you're. I mean, I know you're stoked on the offense, but man, dude, twelve is a lot with that defense. Twelve is asking be, a lot of that defense. I think we'll be just fine. And uh, June first, we'll, we'll have twenty million extra in cap space. So we're we're actually not done yet. So right, could add a couple. I mean, you're not really, you're not, you're not, I I know what you mean, but you're not before a certain date. So June 1st, we'll have 20 million. Yeah. You're not, you're not adding many people after June 1st that are going to impact the team, but you never know. You never know. People can become available. Like Odell Beckham, the opposite of Devontae Adams. If that happens. I don't see that. I don't, I don't see Odell. I don't see Odell going there. I bump it up to 13 wins if we get Odell. Yeah. Is Odell even leaning towards that? Does he have any? Uh, no. Has nothing, he, well, anything come out about any spots? He's, that good he's, friend, looking... he's good friends with Devontae Adams. I think it's a right. great fit. Might end up talking into coming over. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very skeptical about that. I think Odell yeah. would actually probably be in the he'd, in the win loss column. I think he's gonna be minus games for the Raiders. I don't think he's a good fit in Oakland or Vegas, whatever it is. They'll always be Oakland to me, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I, I think there's better. I think there's better ways to spend your money if you're the if you're the Raiders. Then Odell yeah, Beckham. that's fair, especially with the injury. But you know the potential right. if he's healthy. I mean, he's a top, he's a top ten receiver in the league if he's healthy. Definitely. Even still, when was the last time? When was the last time having? You know, we we talk about this all the time. He now, looks sharp running those routes for the have, Rams. That's all have, I'm saying. You can right, have all right. the you can have all the top flight receivers you, you want. They don't win you Super Bowls. No, but I mean Odell would be a nice addition. I mean to any team, especially like. Like Durant saying, I mean, Carr's a solid I mean, quarterback to get the ball. Carr's, Carr's a, a great quarterback. Years, so with three, three nasty receivers, right? And with yeah, and that's exactly you know you're gonna double team somebody or whatever, and then you're gonna have, you know you always leave a one open with like you said the way Odell was running those routes in the Super Bowl before he got hurt. I was like, damn, this dude's definitely a yeah, fucking problem. Odell's, still. Odell's good when he's yeah, motivated, right? But right, o- but Odell right. was also in a Super Bowl. Right. There's nothing more to motivate him. He's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you better play your ass off. And yeah. he did. He did until he got hurt. I was so, like really shocked. I don't know. We'll see. I I, I don't I don't I don't foresee yeah, Odell ending up in in Vegas with the Raiders. But uh, even if it did, I don't know. I, I still like uh, I'll still take my top three defense and yeah. what's probably going to be a top five offense this year. So yeah. But uh, we got dinner on it. All right. One Sounds way or good, another. Man. All right, Durant. Thanks for the call, brother. We appreciate you. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate you guys. All, All right, right. Later, bro. Later. 774-992-8702. I mean, I got to disagree a little bit. I, don't, I just a little bit. I mean, I got to disagree a lot. I don't know. 12, 13 wins for the Raiders. That's a tall, tall, tall task. I mean, I want to say. With a defense that was ranked in what, the bottom third of the league last year. And I know they got Chandler Jones, but. Right. You, okay, so you got two pass rushers, but who who do you got to stop the run? I know, I don't know. I mean, I just don't see it for the Raiders in terms of, like I I see the Raiders as like kind of one of those like 
I'll put it this way. If I was going to bet money, if I had to pick one team to finish fourth in the division and yours, yeah. And and still have double digit wins, it would be the Raiders. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I could see the Chargers Raiders being Raiders. like a like a 10 and 7 team and still finishing fourth. Yeah. But again, you the thing is is like we talk about this all the time going into the season, right? Is you you're we look at the AFC West right now, and you got Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Herbert, and, and Carr. It is the best collection of quarterbacks in any one division that I've ever seen in my life. Right. I've never seen this one through four. You, you know, I mean, Derek Carr and Russell Wilson are arguably fighting for the third spot in that division as far as best quarterbacks. Right. I mean, granted, Russ should get number two based on the fact that, you know, he's he's been there before. He's won it. He's, right. you know, but everybody's slobbing their knob over Herbert, because he had a great year last year. Right. Now, that being said, one of these teams is going to have a a letdown year. The law of averages does not play around. The law of averages gets everybody. Every year we do this, where we talk about, like, oh, my God, look at all these great teams. Oh, my God, look at how good they're going to be. Somebody is going to have a letdown. Right. It's inevitable. Whether it's injury related or just teams just come up short or they're just not as good as we think, and it, it, who knows? It could be the Broncos. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying. I, I think you know, if I was a betting man, right, I would definitely not put the. I would put the Broncos on the upside of things. Absolutely, but I think like the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers. I think the potential for a letdown season is is far greater in those three cities than it is in Denver. Right, Denver is to me right now the AFC West champion. I said it a month and a half ago, a month ago, whatever it was. The Denver Broncos are winning the AFC West this year. Yeah, I mean, you were period. Really just, End of story. You were really just short a, a good quarterback. A quarterback is all you needed. If you had swapped Russell Wilson last year for fucking Teddy Bridgewater, things for the Broncos would have looked re- insanely different. The Bengals don't happen. Right. Let's put it that way. The Bengals don't get there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there it is, right there. We were better like, because the Bengals came in a mile high and we lost like 15 12. Or right, fifteen right. nine or some shit like that to yeah. the Bengals, and if we beat them, if we got Russ Wilson. What do you mean we don't score fifteen points? Right. You mean tell me we ain't scoring sixteen points? Yeah. Because right. that shit ass defense. Right. I mean, and this is the thing. Like we we've got to remember, last year is always fun to look back and say, well, well this team was great last year. Right. There, there's a very good chance that they're not going to be great this year. You know, people are looking at the Patriots and they're saying, well, they were t- oh, we got fucking smoked in the first round of the playoffs, or. You know, whatever, we fucking suck. Bro, the Patriots are going to be fucking nice. Yeah. Stop, stop sweating it. Yeah. Like, yo, you ain't, you don't have Tua, all right? Like, if you would tell me right now Mac Jones or Tua, I'm taking Mac Jones 10 out of 10 times. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 times. Big times. This isn't like instant success and I'm anymore. Not, and, and, I mean? and I'm not even, and I'm not a Johnny come lately when it comes to that, that take. I love the Pineapple Prince. I love Tua. I want Tua to succeed. Mac Jones is better. The Patriots have a better quarterback than the Miami Dolphins do. There's a reason why the Miami Dolphins were out there trying to get Deshaun Watson and and Tom Brady to come fucking play for them. If they they really felt that fucking strongly about Tua, why are they out there trying to woo a 46-year-old and a guy who's got, like, 32 rape allegations against him? Right. (laughs) Like, come on. Like, are we really – is this really what we're talking about right now, Miami fans? Like, I get it. You all want to be, like, you know, you're Patriot haters and and – I can set that aside for at least a brief moment and have a like a uh, just a rare moment of clarity right. sometimes, 
and I can look at the genius of Bill Belichick and look at the genius of what he's doing, the Patriots are poised to have like $120 million in cap space going into next offseason, and they can have like 34, 36 players already under contract. That's that's two thirds of their roster is already under contract. And they got one hundred twenty million dollars to spend. That's insane. Are you the, what the fuck? Like who who do you want? Gonna build a fucking super team? If I'm the Broncos right now, I'm not looking at I'm not looking at the yeah the Chiefs. Okay, cool. You got Mahomes. We gotta worry about you. The Chargers. You'll figure a way to fuck it up. The Raiders. I don't know. You got Josh McDaniels. Who the fuck knows where you're going? I'm looking at the Patriots, and I'm looking at the Dolphins to see what they do after this year with at quarterback. Right. Because if they go out and they get somebody other than Tua. Okay, now we gotta talk. Yeah. Now we're talking, baby. Like, okay, holy shit. This now this now things got interesting. Right. You know, I mean, the Tennessee Titans, they've basically called they they've called it quits on the season. You know, they got rid of AJ Brown and they're like they drafted a quarterback in the third round. Yep. Basically telling Ryan Tannehill, like, fuck you. Yeah. And that's Don't that. worry, bro, we're not gonna need you to mentor the, 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 the Colts. Young kid. I don't I don't know what the Colts are gonna do, but I can god goddamn guarantee you the Colts are probably gonna win that division. I hope so. I mean, we should, given... How are they not? I, I don't I see mean, any way. I don't see, really, unless Trevor Lawrence... We were Lawrence, in the same exact fucking uh, position as you were last year, where all we were missing was that key piece of quarterback. And who knew that Carson Wentz, even though statistically he was way better than Teddy Two Gloves, right. was going to crucify, like, just crush him. Crumble. Just soul-crushing. That's why I can't say soul crushing. anything about the Raiders, because I'm like, damn, dude, I'm like, we but should have had them. They snuck up. And but, the, they, but the thing is, Carr isn't the problem in, 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 in Oakland. In Vegas, right? it's the defense. Yeah, the yeah, right, I get right. it. They got Chandler Jones. Okay, cool. You can rush. The, you, you're, you've got Crosby and you got Mad Max and Chandler Jones rushing the passer. Who's stopping the run? Who's covering anybody in that secondary? Uh, the Raiders are going to have to score 35 a game right. in order to be in any of these games. Like, I, I just don't see it. And we all know what happens in come, you know, come January, defense travels, and that's that. So, right. uh, anyhow, 774-992-8702. Back to where we were. Uh, Brady inking this $375 million deal uh, with Fox, which... To me, spells one thing, Paul, and this is where we get into... I was waiting for you to fucking get into this because you were talking about it before, and I'm yeah, like, this well, is a pretty big topic. Especially- well, this is this is a big deal, and and I'm, I'm going to preface this right now where this deal to me signals, if it wasn't already obvious to you, this should make it abundantly obvious. The NFL, as you know it, is, di- is dead. It's dead. It's dead. It's not dying. It's dead. If you are one of these people that are looking forward to 18-game seasons and eight more expansion teams to total 40 teams in the league, congratulations. This deal right here for Brady signals that. Why? Well, that's what the fuck are you talking about? How does that signal that there's going to be this grand change and shift in the league? Well, glad you asked. You do not pay a man three... $175 $175 million fully guaranteed right. before he's even taken the pads off. Right. You don't even know if he's going to be good at it. All you're doing is getting a name brand on your network to be an analyst for games. I mean, Brady, as we know it, he's got the personality of basically a wet paper towel. I mean, he's not Peyton Manning. He's not Tony Romo. Right. We don't even. He's not even fucking Drew Phil Brees. Sims yeah. or Drew Brees. Like we right. don't even know what he's gonna be. Right. But these networks are clamoring to get these guys. Why? Because the networks know the next step 
is inevitably more expansion teams. More money. More money and more games. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? So what they're doing right now is they're basically getting, a, like, all these other teams, they're getting a bargain. Right. On Tom Brady. Right. They're thinking $37.5 million and Fox is going to be the number one. We're going to have the biggest billing. We're going to have all this, all these rights to all these games. And and, and, and this pissing match between the networks is, is well, we got Tom Brady. Right. Tom Brady is the analyst. Great. Cool. Who cares? What if CBS signs Peyton Manning? Now we got Manning versus Brady every single I know, week. That'd be dope. It somehow keeps going. And you're like, this is madness. <laughs> but this is inevitably illustrates it puts it basically in plain sight that the nfl is planning on expanding this league and it's no coincidence that this week the dallas mayor had come out and suggested that dallas have two teams and jerry jones didn't shoot those rumors down and jerry jones was open to the idea of dallas having two teams much like New York has two teams. Right, right. Chicago is another city that is now rumored to be looking to host two teams. Why not have two teams playing out of the same facility? Now, instead of that 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 stadium sitting there dormant for 50% of the, the, the season. You fill it every day. You fill, fill it, it every, every week. single week. Yep, yep, yep. It's Jeez. more money. Follow the money, people. It's right. not that hard. Oh, it's going to be so terrible when, like, the level of play is just, like, garbage because you have eight extra teams for Christ's sakes. Kaepernick and Johnny Manziel are going to have fucking jobs again. Seriously. You know? I mean, like, we, we, we look around the league right now. There's 32 teams. 20 of them are looking for a quarterback. Right. Or at least 15 of them. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. We need a quarterback. What are you gonna do when you add now that now that list is gonna grow to twenty three? Because you add eight more teams? It's crazy. Like the NFL before before we die, the NFL is gonna look a lot like college football. Where you're gonna have fucking fifty games every fucking weekend. Right. You're not gonna know who to watch, who like who cares. It, it, well, yeah, okay, cool. Southern Mississippi is playing Dallas two point um, don't care about that. Click. Yeah. No uh, shit. Uh, the Alabama Rough Riders are playing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, <laughs> uh, but that's a non-conference, non-Filipino game, so we're gonna not count that one towards the Super Bowl yeah, rankings. Yeah, yeah. And then there's gonna be some fucking computer. It'll be like the NBCS Fox affiliate, NPR, APP ultimate super football ratings, and Peter King will somehow preside over it, and he'll be like, he'll be like sitting there with like his little hat. In his little his like cape and his little you know his, his cane and we'll be like, I crown you the champion, mm-hmm. you are the best. I remember the Washington Redskins. I mean, the you cannot say that word. That is very offensive. Uh, you cannot say that uh, Washington football team. I mean, what the Commanders? I mean the Guardians. I mean whoever you are now. What? Who the fuck? Who is even yeah, writing I, this shit now? <sighs> like that's what it's gonna fucking come down to. It's gonna be so fucking ridiculous. The NFL is gonna become such a watered down shit show of uh, of football right ultimately it's gonna end up just looking like college football where you just got different conferences and then there's gonna be a selection committee and we're gonna be like okay well these two teams from this conference and these two teams and these two teams and there's 18 teams in the playoffs and now go fight it out and the first like 10 games are gonna be shit 
And then you'll finally get to the last, like, four games where you're like, well, maybe these teams are good. I don't know. They haven't played each other in ten years. Fuck if I know if they're any good. Right, like, no shit. How the fuck are we supposed to know? They don't play anybody good. Their whole conference sucks. Like, it's like the SEC. Like, we're like, I don't know. Can Clemson hang with Bama? Who fucking knows? I don't know. Do you know? No, I don't know. Oh, Michigan State. I mean, uh, Michigan. Michigan's here. The, uh, uh, the Buckeyes are here. Oh, cool. The Buckeyes get shut out and then everyone cross midfield. Oh, awesome. You know, that was a fantastic playoff game. I'm so <laughs> glad I tuned into that. Right. That's what's coming for the NFL. It's if terrible. And it's going to be fucking horrible. I don't want that to be the case. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm, I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope it's the greatest fucking thing of all time. I hope we get 40 teams and 20 of them make the playoffs every year. And it's every fucking Sunday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. I mean, we'll have Thursday night playoff games at that point. No shit. Imagine how fucking annoying that's going to be. Yep. But who cares with sports gambling and everything else blowing up? More I money. mean, that's it. It's just all about the money. So congratulations, fantasy football. You've officially ruined sports. Um, at least the best one there is. Or at least the best one that there is. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's basically what it comes down to. Because otherwise, how the fuck else is Fox justifying spending $375 million on Tom Brady? I don't know. Three hundred seventy-five million. That's not thirty-seven million. The dude's mad, awkward, and shit. Sometimes, like I think he's. Bro, gotten... he kisses his kid on the mouth. I mean, not only that, but like imagine being Tom Brady and just being like, "Yeah, I was retired for two months, and then uh, I decided to unretire because I fucking hate my family, and I hate my family so much that I decided to fucking sign a ten-year deal with Fox, <laughs> so I definitely don't have to be around when these little shits grow up and fuck these kids." Like, holy crap. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong, $375 million is not exactly anything to spit at. It's more than he's made in, you know, cumulatively in his contracts in the last right. 20-something years in the NFL. But nonetheless, still, like, what are we doing here? Like, we, like why are, do networks really think that we, the consumer, and maybe maybe it is, you know, Maybe they are starting to pander to the to the football nerds. Maybe they are starting to pander. Maybe they saw how great Tony Romo was and how and how good the Manning broadcast did as opposed to Monday Night Football this past right, year. Right. And people, you know, like me who tuned into the Manning cast and I watched it because it was football porn. It was it was X's and O's. It was football it was like, oh my God. Yeah. I, it's right, that's right. Terms I haven't heard since I fucking played. You know what I mean? Like yeah, things yeah. that you're they, they talk about and you're like Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, right, okay, yeah, that's right. And it was in, uh, just an awesome experience. Right. Maybe they're seeing that, and maybe they're saying, huh, Tom Brady would be a pretty good guy to be the authority on all things quarterbacking. You I know? guess, yeah. I mean, granted, he's like, what, the fourth or fifth best quarterback of all time? I mean, whatever. Right. Cool. Can't wait to see Peyton break that. I hope, I hope Peyton gets paid $40 million by CBS. That would be so great. Ten years, four hundred million. I'm like, ah, fuck you, Brady. <laughs> just be like, just such a like, an, like, actually, fuck you. I hope he'd take it because I know he's loving his Manning cast with his brother and doing all that. He might say, fuck it, I'm just gonna know. stick with this. I don't know if Peyton's that kind of guy because I think Brady's turned into the type of guy that's just like, he's he's fallen in love with the role of being famous. Right. Like he's fallen in love with like hanging out with like Tony Robbins and rubbing elbows with David Beckham. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I got, Hamilton I got over my the Super F1 Bowl race. wife and yeah. uh, my, my supermodel wife, and I'm you know I'm at the Super Bowl of everything, and 
you know, look at me, I'm Tom Brady, and I'm in Brazil, and you know, the masks are beautiful, and the outfits are beautiful, and fashion is beautiful, and right. I kiss my kid <laughs> on the mouth, and I don't eat strawberries for some reason. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like Brady has fallen in love with, like, he's fallen in love with being that dude that's seen everywhere. Yeah. You know, like, he's like, And he's oh. still playing, you know what I mean? And like, right, and he's still doing it, and he's still killing it. Like, let's he's not still be, let's, in the mix, you let's, know? Let's not, call, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, it's not like he's out there and just, like, you know, schlepping around and sucking. You know, it's not like Richard Petty in 1992 where you're like, all right, bro, like, four years ago would have been good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I know you're you're the king. We get it. But, like... Time to hang it up. Yeah, yeah might, still out there it might have done bin time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, or or it's not like, you know, he's, he's not like Shaq, like, on his, like, you know, 18th team, and you're like, dog. Like, we all remember you as a Laker or on the Magic. Right. No one remember, No one, No one. one wants to remember you in Cleveland, Boston, Phoenix, whatever. Like, no. No one wants to. No one. No. Just don't. Just don't do it. Yep. Don't do it. Like, nobody remembers Emma Smith as a Cardinal. No. I see some of those pictures sometimes, and I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, dude. So, you know, Brady is a buck. Like, I mean, granted, he won a Super Bowl, and. You, know, you can't really take that away from him. It's no, like, no. I mean, I mean I'm not hating on the guy. I mean, fuck it, dude. I'd be fucking yuck. I'd be doing the exact same Man, shit. If I hated my family that much, I would be fucking yep. playing every day, too. I'd be like, nah, sorry, kids. Got to go to work. Yeah. Yeah, daddy will be back. Bye. Yeah. Like, go hang out with your mom, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope yeah, you got yeah. friends. He's at the F1 race this weekend. But you don't even like racing. Yeah, whatever. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sorry, daddy's got uh, business meetings. Yeah, I got Many, go many business meetings. Meanwhile, he's like popping Molly and hanging out with Michael Jordan and Wes Welker. And like, yeah. Wes Welker's over there in the, in the corner, like his eyes like this. Yeah. Like, handing <laughs> out, <hand laughs> out hundreds. Handing out hundreds of random people. Like, Hey, I just I just do 100 grand on Rich Strike. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, Imagine if you did that. <laughs> 80 to 1. Unbelievable, dude. Was that not one of the wildest things you've ever seen? Yeah, and it was dope because as soon as I got home, I turned it on, and I forget what ended. Oh, the F1 race ended. So I watched that at um, a parent's house, and then I went home and switched that on, and it was literally like a half hour, and they were already racing. I was like, man, this so, is a fucking good-ass day. If you didn't see the, the Kentucky Derby on Sunday, you missed one of the most incredible, wildest rides that you've ever seen in sports. Now, the Kentucky Derby, obviously everybody knows the Kentucky Derby because of its... The hats and the dressing up and right. the mint juleps and you know the, yeah. so the tomfoolery and the history and it's basically just like a bunch of rich people getting together to flex on how rich they are. Right, and it's just like <laughs> I'm richer than you, and it's like, mm, but I'm even richer. And you're like, well, fuck you, Bezos. And then the Elon Musk shows up, and he's like, ah, but I am the richest. Like, I wonder, did they do this? The pink every time they know. sit there, they just they they like, well, I made 100 million this year. Yeah. It's like. Well, I made 110. And you're like, who the fuck? What the? But your hat says you're an asshole. Like, I don't yeah. get it. Anyway, the whole fucking thing with the hats is, is fucking wild. But the rate, the, the the race itself was unbelievable. Now, watch this shit. I mean, just watch. We get the, we get the live clip here of the t- Kentucky Derby. And I think this starts at, like, basically just past half track, like, at the three-quarter pole. Yeah. Um. So, Rich Strike was, like, I don't know. He's basically, like, like 23rd. Now... To give everybody a little bit of a background about Rich Strike, this horse was entered into the Kentucky Derby two minutes before the deadline. Yeah, because there was a there was a horse that got scratched for health reasons or whatever, couldn't race, and this horse got entered in two minutes, two minutes, two 
minutes yeah. to midnight. Um, this horse got in two minutes before the deadline. And allegedly, I don't know how the history goes. I didn't actually like go back and, and really look too much of it up. But my mom was filling me in on it. She said, the guy who owns this horse, they had a stable. Lightning had struck the stable a couple of years ago yeah. and killed like 23 of their horses. Holy shit. And it was like this like a huge fucking deal. And then this horse came out and like a phoenix risen from the ashes. <laughs> this this happens. I mean, watch this shit. I mean, this is wild. You got the, you got the thing on there. Like, it's way the fuck back the center. Come splitting horses. And it's moving up quickly. That's deep in the Crown Pride takes the lead around the far turn. It is Crown Pride. And you look at the traffic. I mean, this thing's going like five wide. Epicenter and Zozo sit behind them. Cybernet sweeps up on the outside. Sandon gets the rail run. And they're into the stretch. It is Crown Pride. Epicenter is coming up on the outside. Epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final furlong. Sandon is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandon, these two stride for stride. Simplification down the outside is next. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter, Sandon, Rick Strike is coming up on the inside. Oh my goodness, the longest shot has won I mean, this the is Kentucky just... Derby. I mean, it just, I mean, and, and, and the guy's like, he's like, he's walling out. He's like, holy shit, where the fuck did this horse come from? I mean, you watch this dude come through, and he just, he like, he like bangs off like 17 other horses. He's just like, yep, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. What a um, sick race that was. I just gotta, so I'm just gonna, it's, 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 uh, it's like that vine that, uh, the vine that TikTok, like, it's gonna scooch in. He comes with dude, the fucking commentator dude is going nuts. He's like, well, oh, he's my like God. Holy shit. oh my god. yo. This is fucking incredible. And you're like, Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and and you know what? It was fucking incredible. It was, was. And I'll tell you what, that guy right there listening to like like I don't mind when like commentators start going off and they start going nuts, but I was talking to dad this weekend and like or oh, this past weekend, um, watching the F one race. There's annoying commentators that go off, and then there's guys like that. You know what I mean? The F1 commentators are so fucking annoying. Well, when they that guy was legitimately nuts. caught off a of guard. Like he was like, "Wait, like what? what?" I know, but it was so authentic. But it was good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it was good. Like most of the time when I start hearing guys start going, it's like Carlos Sainz just coming out of the outside. It's like, all right, dude, it's just like a fucking normal corner relax. Right? And like, like, and they're like, oh, what a genius move! Yeah, yeah. absolute brilliance on the right. turn blah, one, blah, blah, blah. and, and it's like. like Dog, all he did was just like pass a guy. Yeah, like, I know. Like, like relax. Yeah. Dad's like, Jesus Whoa. fucking Christ. Or like, puts it on mute or they'll, for a minute. Or they'll like they'll they'll be like a tight pass in a corner and they'll be like, oh, there'll be sure to be some controversy here. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever yeah, whatever fucking words they use, <laughs> but Oh, they slapped aluminium. The controversy will be bleeding through the garage after this one. <laughs> just an absolute Pandemonium, and you're like, okay, bro, like, why don't you? And calm they go down? fucking nuts, yeah, yeah. And but that was like legit, like, holy shit, like yeah. this horse just came from the back of the pack at the bottom of the stack, all the way to the front. Right. I mean, this this guy shouldn't have even been there. Eighty was it eighty two to one? Eighty to one. Eighty to one odds. Eighty to one. Uh, a couple of buddies of ours threw a bean down on it. That's crazy. Uh, right before the race, they were like, throw a bean on it. Eighty two hundred bucks. Boom, just like that. Fuck, man. But how would you know? I know. Never, I so mean, what if you just do 100 bucks on every fucking horse? You would lose a whole bunch of money. But that one odd one, that wouldn't kind of make up if, you know? No, well, you figured, what, there's 20 horses in there. Is that how many there are? I'm trying, whatever. To th- I'm trying to do quick maps here. Man. 
Well, if it's ten horses and a thousand, a hundred bucks a piece, it's a thousand bucks. You pay, you, so you spend two grand to put down on the field, and if that one hits, you know, eighty two hundred. But if the problem is that the first one hits, you're fucked. You're not even making your money back. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 it's, it's yeah. Like, oh, well, okay, cool. Like you made a hundred bucks off that. Yeah, right, fun, fun. Fuck, I just yeah. lost nineteen hundred dollars. Right, right. We're shit east when you need the fucking. Yeah, I know. Pay. That's but this is why I don't gamble. But when I do gamble on horses in auto racing, so there's the Which only I never I, do. Whenever I throw down money on, I, I threw down money on the Kentucky Derby a couple years ago, and I put no less than thirty to one odds. Like I only take horses that are thirty to one or worse. So thirty to one, forty to one, fifty to yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like the long odds, of course, because that's where your return is. You got to bet, and you got to bet big. And a lot of the times, I'll just bet them to show. So it'll cut down on my winnings. But like if they if they take a podium, right, whether it's first, second, or third. And I did it one time. I bet like a horse that was thirty to one. I think I threw like fifty bucks on it to show. And right. I don't know. I think I made like two hundred, one hundred fifty bucks, something like that. Like I, it wasn't anything to write home about. But I was like, oh, cool. That's all I went in with. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was fine. But then like you know when you get to like Daytona or Talladega at NASCAR, always take those dudes that are like fifty to one. 40 to 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. First time winners at the dude, big super speedways. That, I think Ross Chastain, uh, I think I actually had the the odd screenshot. I think he was like 3,500 to 1. Wow. Or something like that. Or 30. What was it? I, I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up. Yeah. Because I sent it to Shadis, and I told him, I'm like, here's the guys that I like. And here's, because I knew he was betting. He's always looking to bet on something. And he's like, what is this? He's like, is this fucking racing? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's fucking Dega, you idiot. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Of course he does. And he ended up taking, uh, he took Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Because that's who he took in the uh, in the Daytona 500. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I took, uh, Ross Chastain was 2,500 to 1. Oh, that's pretty I good. took Martin Truex Jr., who was 3,000 3, to 1. Or plus 3,000, rather, not 3,000 to 1. Sorry. Yeah. Plus 3,000. I took Austin Dillon, Martin Truex, Brad Keselowski. Those are the three guys that I told him to take. Yeah. Ross Chastain ended up winning it. Uh, who was out? Who who was out in front? Of it? Was it uh, Austin Sindrick? No. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I forget. Yeah. It was the forty three car and uh, cluster fuck. Yeah, it was a cluster fuck of fuck of a finish anyway. It was a cluster fuck of fuckery at the end. Yeah. Um, but it was it was you know the, you take those long odds because you're looking for your return. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want to have a good return on these things, and, and you want to make sure that when you hit, you hit big. So you take the long odds, 80 to 1, pretty long odds. Guys, fucking random assholes. I wonder, I wonder if the, if this, they, they should make a let it ride too, based off of this Kentucky Derby. Yeah. I think that would be fucking fantastic. would be a pretty good story behind it. I'm having a really good day. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, 774-992-8702. So we've got the Kentucky Derby. We've got that. We've got, uh, uh, we've got, we'll get into AB going off about Colin Kaepernick in a minute. Uh, do you want to do the, you want to do the Celtics next? Yeah, sure. You just want to just get I get, I threw in the top. I'm, I'll, I'll admit, dude, I was like, this is fucking retarded. Oh, believe me. And, and this is, and this goes back to my post that I put up a few weeks ago. And I think a lot of you will, or well, most of our listeners will know what I'm talking about. It is like clockwork with you people. With you people? Yeah, with you people. Celtics fans. Can you ever, can the Celtics ever just lose a game and y'all not bitch and moan and blame the referees? Yeah, we did the last game we lost. 
No, you did Al fucking hand was on the ball. Oh, well, okay, we lost. Fuck that one. That fucking game sucked. <laughs> but they, all they did was bitch about the officials. Oh, no, I didn't that time. Oh, uh, Giannis went to the front line, and Giannis travels, and Giannis gets to bully everybody, and you just pull through everybody. I mean, I could go back through my timeline and screenshot hundreds of take. I mean, literally every five minutes. How is that not a foul, but this was? How is the fuck? Oh, my God. Fucking the refs. Oh, my God. The refs. The refs this. The refs that. The refs, 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 refs. Well, me bitching about the refs isn't like just being biased as far as how they treat them against the Celtics. I can't believe how pussified the NBA's become because the fact that they're sitting there and they're looking at either Giannis or was it smart or there was a couple plays where they're like, oh, we got to go look and see if this is a flagrant. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, flagrants? I'm like, on both sides of the ball, because Buck, I forget who committed. I was kind of drunk the other night, so I don't really remember a lot of it. But I remember just sitting there bitching and being like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Regardless if it was on Milwaukee or if it was on Boston, I'm sitting there asking myself, what the fuck kind of calls are this? Like, why are okay, you even so wondering if it's a flagrant, dude? I get what you're saying, because, like, the other night when, uh, was it last night? When Al Horford went up and posterized Giannis? Yeah, and, then and they were like... And they were like, no, no, no. He posed on him. They're like, ooh, was that a flagrant foul? What do you mean was that a flagrant? Well, he elbowed Giannis in the face on the way up on the dunk. And I'm like, so? Yeah, it's basketball. Who <laughs> fucking cares? I'm like, what are we fucking looking at right now? Are you fucking kidding me? This guy just yammed it. This ancient fucking asshole, I know. average Al, who just turned back the hands of time and became some guy we've never fucking seen before. And just yammed it in the MVP's face. Arguably, could have been the MVP. Yeah, fi- yeah. MVP, MVP finalist. I know the Joker won it, but whatever. He was. You're talking about the biggest, strongest, the best two-way player in the league. Yams it in his throat. Uh, ooh, I don't know. I couldn't. Be- I'm like, I don't this know. Is he might have hit him in the face on the dunk. He went up to dunk the ball. Giannis went to block it, and Giannis might have caught an elbow to the jaw. That's a foul. How the fuck is that a foul? Don't know. And this is why I don't watch the NBA anymore. Because I can't deal with this shit. This is so fucking bitch made. Remember that conversation we had about guys who could play in the 80s? Yeah. Last week? None of them. Fucking none of them. Cross everybody off the list. Every single one of them. None of them. Because that foul, that right there, average Al going up to dunk it. And then they got to look at it and see if he fouled Giannis on a dunk? dunk. I'm like, bro. What? In the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? I knew it was too good to be true when I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I'm actually enjoying basketball right now. I'm actually enjoying the NBA again coming into the playoffs and like wanting to watch the games. I'm finding myself watching the Mavericks games, the 76ers games. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking do that. I'm like a hometowner except for the Patriots when it comes to playoff stuff. I love all playoff shit. Hockey, but if the Bruins ain't in it, I'm probably not watching it unless it's the Stanley Cup. Um, NBA. Especially in the years past, fuck no, I'm not watching the playoffs. I could probably care less, but I probably watch it if LeBron was in it. But that's obviously because it's LeBron. But if the Celtics ain't in it, eh, who cares? This is the first year I'm finally like, man, I'm enjoying basketball again. I'm enjoying the NBA, like coming into the playoffs, watching the Celtics and how good they are. And then this shit happens, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Why I mean, the fuck am I getting like excited it's, about it? It's infuriating it? because it, it 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 you're taking a game that we all know and love, and you're turning it into this bitch made bullshit. 
And I get it. There's guys like fucking Russell Westbrick out there who can't handle it. And you got guys fighting. You know, CP3 got into a fight with a kid in the stands the yeah, other well, day. Well, CP3's an asshole, but. <laughs> and it's like that picture of that kid, and he's like trying to like square up with CP3, and the mom's like, no, don't. It's like, Braden, please, no. We only use that word at home and on the internet. Like, <laughs> please don't say that in real life. Right. And you're like, and it's like, oh, God, here we go. But like, what is, what is going on? Like, these, the, the, the fouls. Oh, was that a flagrant? Was that a flagrant? I'm like... Bro, that was just called a hard foul. They're throwing around the word fucking flagrant around the NBA like the entire sports community throws around the word goat. Yo, yeah, That's, You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck is with you people? I'm like, flagrant foul? I'm like, a flagrant is when I look at you and like fucking shove you, push you, or like try and hurt you. Like, these are dudes doing fundamental basketball moves that we've all seen since the fucking dawn of time and they're called, is that a flagrant? I don't know, we gotta go check the tape. I'm like... What do you mean? Check the fucking tape. Like, did you this see? Is retarded. Did you see flagrant? Did you see in like? And, and don't even get me started on intent. Oh, was there intent, man? Fuck your intent. Yeah, no get shit. Get the fuck out of here with your right. intent. Oh, what a subjective fucking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Know. So cool. So your intent could be, you know, down this end of the court, it's one thing, and down here, it's the other. Right. Fuck out of here. I couldn't. Yeah. I hate the NBA. I really do. It, it's they've they've watered down the sport. It sucks. I want to love it. I love basketball right. as a game. But what they're putting out on the court right now is fucking garbage, dude. Right. I'm sorry. Stop pussifying our fucking leagues. Listen. Yeah. Guys get hurt. People go up and do things, and these guys are doing literal aerial acrobatics right. on a night-to-night basis. Bones are going to break. Yeah. Ligaments are going to tear. Guys are going to hit the floor hard. Right. Remember, remember what happened to the old days of don't let them see you hurt. Get up. Don't let them see you hurt. Exactly. Oh, you got the wind knocked out of you? Get up. Now Get it's up. all about it. Now it's all about selling it and selling it and selling it and selling it and selling it. It makes you want to fuck Wait, are you sure you don't want me? Oh, let me sell it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, now. my it's... balls are in my chest. And it's like, yeah, well, bro, like, it's because you got punched in the dick. Like, <laughs> maybe you should have expected that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Hey, it was a, it was a, a fucking cup? jump ball, you know? Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? I don't know. I'm so fucking tired of this pussification of sports. Yep. And it just boggles my mind. But back to the original point is you Boston fans are the fucking worst. You sit there and you bitch incessantly on social. For three quarters of the game last night, my news feed was, these fucking refs, are you fucking kidding me with these refs again? How the fucking Giannis do this? And what the fuck is that? And why is this a foul? Just give them the fucking game. We don't even want it. Fuck it. We can't beat the refs and the Bucks. Fuck this. This is fucking... Fun. And then for the last... Half of the fourth quarter, it was Aver- Al Horford is the goat. Al Horford I turns <laughs> back the hands of time. Al Horford is the man. Al Horford is the great. This is the greatest coach basketball team of all time. Grit and balls, baby. We don't stop for nothing. Yeah. Oh fuck you. We overcame and we persevered and we are the Celtics and we bleed green and this is on the up and up and we won this game. Man, shut the fuck up. I'm so fucking sick and tired of these fucking Boston fans bitching about the refs. Seriously, if you're a Celtics fan, I dare you. I double fucking dog dare you tomorrow night to watch game five and don't make one fucking post about the officials. Just don't do it. Go ahead. I dare you. You won't 
Because no it's matter, a hard thing to because, do. <laughs> and especially if the Celtics lose, the Celtics lose, oh, my God, it's always the ref's fault. Always the right. It's never the fact that Jason Tatum has been fucking awful, and right. it's never the fact that you know you you haven't played team basketball, and the fact that the Celtics probably just really aren't that fucking good. They're just overachieving at this point. Uh, no, no, no. It's not that. No, 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 no. It's the officials. Oh no, it's the officials. It's always the officials. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm and, and, look at you. Look at you. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna go. You know, I don't know. Those officials kind of suck sometimes. Yep. <laughs> but here's the thing. The officials have sucked since long before we started giving a fuck course, about basketball. Dude, of course, dude. I remember when I was watching, when I was when I was a kid, you were a baby, and I was just a little tiny kid, and Dad would throw on, instead of Sesame Street or whatever was on television, whatever kids' shows were on back then, Nickelodeon and all that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I got to watch the 86, 87 finals like that's what i did i grew up on i grew up on larry bird highlight reels right so i learned to count by two and three before i learned to count by one right and i remember watching the the isaiah thomas and bill lambeer and joe dumars and magic and worthy and kareem and you know kurt fucking rambis my man kurt rambis i watched all that shit long before i don't even know if i was able to drive a power wheel at that point right right you know what i mean i think i was watching basketball before i was able to get behind the wheel of a bigfoot power wheel yeah yeah and i remember watching the, that shit and sitting there going hmm this is a pretty rough game mm. looks like fun yeah i don't know three or all those or, vhs hits in the track and or buttons. i was or i was two years old and i was shitting in my pants i don't fucking know could have right. been one or the other but i would like to think it is as as as, as you know I remember myself as a two-year-old. I was a very intelligent individual, right. and I had a very good concept of these things. Yeah. So I was probably not shitting my pants, but I was probably sitting there dissecting, you know, defense and you know the running gun Lakers offense. And it was oh like, yeah, sure. Showtime, yeah. Magic layups, yes. Mm, yeah. yeah. See how he kicks <laughs> it out there. Yeah, it's great. great I don't ro- even remember. Great what rotation. I like great rotation on that. Excellent defense. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there going. Bruh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> more cat, more cat and crunch, please. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but. No, but I'm serious. But it, the game has changed so much; it's ridiculous. And that's more of what I'm bitching about than anything is the way the game has changed. But the you, rule changes. But you things. Celtics fans, you can't, you can't not bitch. Like I remember when Leon Poe or Pow, Pow, Phil Jackson got pissed. Went at him. to the line more times than the entire Lakers team in one particular 2008 Finals game. Yep. And I said, you know what? That's just how the NBA is. Tim Donaghy's doing time in federal prison for rigging games. Why am I going to sit here and waste my energy bitching about the officials? Right. It is what it is. They're going to call what they want to call. They're going to call whatever the bookies in Vegas tell them to call. Fuck it. I'm just I'm, I'm just done. So you know what I do? I don't bitch about the officials in the NBA anymore. Mm. You know why? Because it's fucking pointless. Right. But you Boston fans, you fucking nerd, egg-headed motherfuckers, can't get it through your fucking thick skulls that, hey, guess what? Shit happens. Calls don't always go your way. But then as soon as the calls start going your way, it's, yeah, well, it's because we got grit and balls. Not because the officials are calling it just as piss poorly the other way as they were for the first half of the game. No, 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 no. It's because the Celtics got grit and balls, yeah. and we're just here to grind it out. 
We win because we're a blue collar team and we'd win championships the right way. We don't do this super team thing like LeBron did. Yeah. We I'm not home, that high of a Homegrown talent and grit and balls. And look at that fighting for them extra possessions. And bruh, man, we just hustle plays left and right. I don't know why they're all of a sudden Southern now. I don't yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, could just talk in my own voice. <laughs> but. It's just it, it's just fucking ridiculous. I, I I hate you, Celtics fans. I hate you. I know you all suck. You're all terrible fans because in you know two games when this is all over and the Bucks win in six, you're gonna be like, well, that was bullshit. The refs won that one for them. All right, well, anyway. Uh, yeah, well, and then I'll forget about the NBA how are the Bruins like doing. Have, yeah, oh, the Bruins much. are out of it too. How the Red Sox do? Whoa, fuck that! They're gonna look at the Red Sox and go, oh, fuck that. Uh, so anyway, on to football season. Um, yeah. 774-992-8702. Bruins got hammered. Yeah, the Bruins are not having a great postseason, huh? Nope. I I wouldn't know because I've watched probably less minutes. I've watched more minutes of Teen Mom this month than I have Bruins NHL playoff hockey. Oh, wow. Just period. Yeah. And like I, I, I love playoff hockey. I, it's I literally haven't. Shit. I I I haven't even accidentally like scrolled past it and put it on. Yeah. Nope. It's I just, mean, I do. I like I like playoff. I, hockey. I don't, I'm I'm not shitting on playoff hockey. I think playoff hockey is great. Yeah. I just don't fucking care. Right. I don't know who's in it. I don't care to know who's in it. I yeah. still don't know what the lines on the court mean. And um, me neither. Yep. Don't care. I know just they do care. faceoffs in like five different spots, though, in the center and then the four wings and shit like that, right? Something like that. Something like that. People say, "Oh yeah, this we got a great third line." I'm like, "What's that?" I yeah. I know there's <laughs> I know there's lines and a goalie. Well, yeah, you got like your first line. That's like your starters, right? Yes. And then you got like a second line, a third line. I don't really know much about it. People on, who are listening, who are hockey fans, are probably rolling over right now, going fucking idiots. But honestly, I really, I honestly, I have no idea. I've asked people to explain it to me, and nobody's been able to in a in a way that made sense. So yeah. I just, I still continue. It's like a way. It's like it's like third string. Oh, watch string. it. It's it's cool when it gets to the final. Like I love when the Bruins are in the finals. Yeah. Because it's just like everywhere's bumping. Everybody's yeah, like, it's fun. Exactly. Everybody's out there, and they're like everybody's out. Every bar is full. Like right. every you know the game's on. You're like, oh shit, okay, like this is something cool. to do. That's what I like about yeah. it. You know, it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, no, I haven't. I have not watched any hockey. No. So you Celtics fans, you got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah, we can suck it. We know. Yeah, well, I hope. I almost hope you guys make it to the next round. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> it just it just makes it more fun to shit on you. Like, the further you guys get, and then the closer you get, and then when you come up short, it's just like, man. Yeah, or if we even won, you'd still find a way, of course. Oh, absolutely. I'll still find yeah. a way to shit all of you. Yeah. Uh, 774-992-8702. Uh, let's, let's get into this um, Let's get into this Antonio Brown, Colin Kaepernick thing real quick. Yeah, uh, and we'll, trash. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll probably end it here. Uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about this and then we'll get we'll get up out of here. So uh, if you got any calls, or anything you want to get in seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. This show will be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Check it out. Google, uh, Amazon Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcasts, it'll be available. Uh, if you are so inclined, go ahead. Please leave us a five star review. Uh, also be up on YouTube on our channel. Um, yes. So Antonio Brown came out and said. I feel like what all of us were thinking. Yeah. He or said what in we my all case to. or in my case saying for the last 5 years now. Yeah. And uh and this is in regards to Colin Kaepernick and Antonio Brown had some choice words about Mr. Kaepernick. So Is I this mean, the actual Is the actual video? Oh good, I haven't heard it. I just read it. Yeah, okay. So uh yeah, check it out. 
<laughs> as a compensation. <laughs> he took the deal. We don't feel sorry for you. You took the <laughs> deal. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, cabinet. Man, man, you on fucking Nike, man. Yeah. Fuck out of here. You don't feel, oh, see, so he good. You think he good? Cause yeah, I was yeah, he like, good. But you know the nigga want to get back in the nah, league, bro. Nah, he don't want to play, man. He was trash, everything. He was trash? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trash. He was all right. Come on, AB. Man, listen, he man. Was all right, AB. Kaepernick did all that and took the money and then got the commercials. We don't see Kaepernick outside. Where he at? I ain't never seen him outside. I never seen him outside. All right, so like, don't even say. I see him throwing the ball, trying to get back in though. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, but he already took the money. All oh, that's cap. Like, mm. we ain't respecting that, bro. You took the money, the commercials. Yeah. We don't see you outside. We don't see him in the hood. He don't do nothing. Like, yeah. we cool, but now nah, we ain't even saying Kaepernick. He not even from the hood. He don't even been in the trenches. Yeah. Like we like Kevin Nick and all, but like yeah. we ain't we ain't really on that. So as black people, we need to get that clear. Mm. Cause like when we have moments, ain't nobody giving us no nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like yeah. he took the hand out, so he gotta take the mare out. And- so pointed words from one Antonio Brown. Now yep. I never had Antonio Brown pegged as a scholar, but um I, I've been wrong once before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's happened. Uh, uh, listen, I, I'm not going to speak on on a, probably more than like a couple of points that he said. Like I don't, you know, he says at the end, like you know, we as black people, we just say, I'm not here to speak about. That, yeah. I'm not here to speak on or for black people. I'm not black people, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. Right. I'm not. Uh, I'm not one of those. Uh, the one of the one of those uh, white liberals that will tell you that, like you know, no, 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 no. Hold, hold on, black people. I'm smarter than you, and I know what's best for you, so I'm going to speak for you. Right, right. Okay? Shh. Sit down. Yeah. Let, let let Whitey take this one, okay? Yeah. Uh, no, not doing that. AB came out and basically said what everybody knows. Kavnick's trash. He doesn't want to play in the league. No. Everybody knows this. We've all known this. Every The only people that are still doing this shit are like the Jamil Hills and the Bomani Joneses of the world that are still sitting there like, oh, he got blackballed. No, he didn't get fucking blackballed. He was fucking terrible. Right. Like, well, look at his touchdown interception ratio. Wow, he threw 16 whole touchdowns in 12 games? Oh, my God, let me roll out the red carpet. I mean, I didn't... Like, Tim Tebow's the aborted version of Tim Tebow could do that like, <laughs> for real. I'm and I'm, I'm being an asshole, but right. seriously, what did Antonio? I don't know, like what AB said there was it was spot on because he basically called he called out Kaepernick for being what Kaepernick is, which is a fucking fraud, a phony. He doesn't want to play in the NFL. He never wanted to play in the NFL. He duped y'all. He duped Nike into giving him millions of dollars. Right. For his little cause. And I got the receipts to back it up. Look, okay, so Colin Kaepernick, and this is what this is what uh what Colin Kaepernick is really all about, okay? Colin Kaepernick donated to uh this. So this is a uh a, a he donated to this this uh this what's it called? Uh sorry, a uh charity foundation charity, a foundation uh called Asada's Daughters. Which was a, uh, a a foundation that was started by one Joanne Chismart, who also known as uh, changed her name to Asada Shakur. She executed a New Jersey State police officer on the New Jersey Turnpike back in the seventies. She's wanted. There's a million dollar reward out, mm-hmm. and 
the Asada's song, I mean, this is it right here. It's, it's it, You can't really read it, but it says, uh, what is it? Divide, deepen, escalate, sustain, or, or some shit like that. Something, some sort of, like, ridiculous uh, fucking thing that, you know, is just like, okay, cool. Basically, you're a charity that is in the, you're named in honor of a cop killer. Right. All right. And if you don't believe me, by all means, go ahead and Google Joanne Chisimard or Asada Shakur, and you will find, I mean, it's our most wanted poster. You know what? As a matter of fact, hold up. Do you have it? I have it right here. Oh, shit. Yeah, so so that's the one charity out of all of them that he decided to donate money to? Yeah. Oh. So this is this is who he decides to, to, to donate his money to. All right, so if you don't believe it, there it is. Most wanted terrorist Joanne Deborah Chesimard, all right, also known as Asada Shakur. She's been, I believe she's been hiding in Cuba uh, for the last 20, 30, whatever, however, 40 years, however many years it's right, been. Right, right. Uh, but this is a guy that, this is the guy that, uh, that, that Colin Kaepernick defends, or, or Colin Kaepernick donates to charities named after people like this. So when you wear the pig socks and you come out and you say that, you know, cops are modern-day slave catchers, and then you do the you know, the Netflix special and you're right. sitting there comparing the NFL to modern-day slavery. Right, right. Um, yeah, you're going to lose me a little bit there. Colin Kaepernick is a fucking dickbag. Right. That's a- However, he's a smart dickbag because he made millions of dollars off of being a dickbag. You know where he made his millions of dollars off of? Dumb, white, liberal people. Right. Who are for... Oh my God, Colin Kaepernick! He's such a—he's so brave. He's so brave. Right. He's standing for something. Oh my goodness! Look at him. I stand with Colin. I will buy. Like, listen, man. I'm not one of these people that's going to sit here and say I ain't buying Nike no more. Okay. I got tons of Nike shit yeah. in my house. Yeah. I'll never stop buying Nike. I love Nike. They make dope shit. Until the day Nike stops making dope ass shit, I am willing to look away from genocide of Uyghur Muslims, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, you know, paying shit wages to Chinese fucking slaves, right. whatever, Sweatshop. all that shit, sweatshops. I don't fucking care. Look, look, I'm not saying I don't care, but I'm just saying I'm I'm not going to sit here and be dishonest with you either. Right. Me not buying it isn't going to stop all that. Exactly. <laughs> so, Me not what? buying it does nothing to any of this. So why would I sit here and be like, ooh, I'm not going to get on my high horse. You know, I'm not going to be one of these, uh, one of those dudes, you know, the I ain't buying Nike no more starter pack. And it's like the, you know, the selfie of every white guy with the glasses on as he's driving, doing the. Yeah, the his, white Oakleys. Yeah, the white Oakleys as he's yelling at the camera. The like, jean shorts. I'll tell you right now, I ain't buying anything. Shut the fuck up, right. bro. Like, remember those guys? Remember that? That was like a fad like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Like every every like white dude in America just felt like he was just like I'm gonna mount my phone on the front dash of my car and I'm just gonna go on a rant while I'm in the driver's seat. Right. Wearing Oakleys. Yeah. You're like, can you not? Yeah. Can you not? You kind of giving Oakleys a bad name, bro. Yeah. Please. And they knew that and they stopped making half yeah. of their shit. Yeah. And Oakley was just like, no more white frame. Yeah. No sunglasses. more white frame sunglasses. Yeah. We're yeah. not gonna do that. Um, too, which is too broed out. Yeah. They broed. It got way too broed out. Um. But. uh Colin Kaepernick is he's he's an absolute fraud. He's a phony. AB just called it like it is. Mm. And then of course you've got the Shannon Sharps of the world, who just they can't they just these these people like Shannon Sharp they can't help themselves. They've got the Jamel Hills, the Bomani Joneses. Their whole job in media is to stir the pot and use racism as their catalyst. That's all it is. They are there to forward. Division. They are there to keep people 
on their toes in terms of, well, if you don't support this, then you're a racist. Right. Uh, no, I don't support Colin Kaepernick because, A, he was never really a great quarterback to begin with. I didn't like him. He got to a Super Bowl once, which can be said for a lot of guys. I mean, right. let's be honest. There's been better quarterbacks that have gotten to Super Bowls and lost. Right. Okay? Uh, than Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. You know, Dan Marino will be one guy. Come on, Comes, comes to, you know, well, I'm just saying never won one. Oh, never uh, won But, yeah. Just, been to yeah, and lost. Yes, yeah, been to and lost. Oh, been to and lost. I mean, yeah, I have Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good ones out there. I think Joe Montana's probably the best guy out there that didn't get to win and lose. You know, Steve Young never got there and lost either. But yep. nonetheless. But this is Shannon Sharp, and I love Shannon Sharp as a player. But, man, Shannon Sharp as, as an analyst, dude, come on, man. This dude is just, you're losing me, bro. Yeah. Uncle Shay Shay, just, you got to take a break. This is laughable. I want to know what all those AB supporters are now. Because every time I say something about AB, you say, Shannon Sharp, you're putting another black man down. So what would you call what AB is doing currently? Colin Kaepernick ain't do nothing to Antonio Brown. What I speak about is Antonio Brown's behavior and his antics and how he's costing him money, yet you and he blame everybody else. Here it is again. What he wants is what Colin Kaepernick got. Colin Kaepernick got Nike. Colin Kaepernick got a documentary. Colin Kaepernick gets to, go, you know, people still write favorable articles about him. He's like, well, why, why, why he get that? Mm-hmm. He trash anyway. What? Really, A.V.? That's, that, that's the left. He, can, he cannot understand, Skip. Why don't nobody want me? Do you know what I did? Yes. And I kept telling you, they're going to tolerate you until they can replace you. That's with any situation, any relationship, any job. The moment they find someone that can do as adequate a job as you, you're gone, A.B. Yep. And now, does A.B. remember the last time he was on the football field? Does any, can, I need somebody to get to A.B. and just, just show him the tape. The last time he was on the football field, the behavior in which he displayed, and help, hopefully that will give him some clarity on why nobody's called him. Yep. But for him to lash out, he wants everything that Colin Kaepernick got. He said Colin Kaepernick com- co- uh, 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 started this commotion. He ain't from the hood. Bro, stop this. You sound ridiculous. I get where you came from. But what if that got so because Colin Kaepernick's not from the hood, check Colin Kaepernick's record, what he's done since he to- chose this path. And it ranks, I guarantee you, it ranks more favorably what you've done, A.B. You'll say, bro, this is why. It's always somebody else's fault, Skip. He and his supporters got him here from the very first time he did that Facebook Live. A.B., oh, yeah, A.B. Now, he won't likes and mention, but the very thing is what he can't, what they can't do. None of those people that follow him or like him on an NFL team. Mm. They're not a general manager, so they have no input on where Antonio Brown can get a job. He sounds ridiculous, but I, I just want to know. I need, I need y'all to jump on my jump on Twitter like y'all normally do. And say, is, is Antonio Brown bringing another black man down? Mm-mm. I hope that's not the case. Mm. I mean, I, I, I just, all he talks about is what, oh, what Cap got. Cap got Nike. Cap got the documentary. Cap got those things because he was a fraud. Yeah, and what, why was he saying that what 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 Kaepernick has done post play? I mean, after playing football, is looked on more favorably than anything that Antonio oh, no, no. Brown people, is doing. People still write favorable articles about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, you got fucking dipshits like fucking uh, like, like Jamel Hill or uh, or, or boss was it, was it uh, Ben? Not Ben Simmons. Um, 
uh, was it Simmons there, the fucking sports writer from Boston who hired her at the Atlantic and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, paying her, basically paying them like, yeah, hey, please write favorable articles about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, we need Colin Kaepernick to look like he got blackballed so we can keep this money train rolling. Right, right. Like, that's all it is. Right. And then you got guys like, like Shannon Sharp on one of the most, I mean, let's, let's talk, let's, let's be real. Skip Bayless and Stephen A., when they had their thing at their peak, it was great. Since then, it's long fallen off. Skip and Stephen A. split up, and then they basically went out to try to find Stephen A. got a white guy. Skip got a black guy. And it's like, black and ebony. I was, or how does South Park put it? Black puppy, white puppy, playing yeah. together on TV. Yeah, like, yeah. That's all it became is just like, okay, cool. And then you got Max Kellerman and Shannon Sharp filling in on either side for him. And I like Shannon Sharp. I love Shannon Sharp when he was on the radio. Back probably like what fifteen years ago now, when he first got his kind of first got his start, when he first retired, right? And he was he was getting into Sirius XM, and he was on the radio, and I would call in and I talked to him, Jerry Rice. I mean, I got to sit there and nitpick, uh, you know, kind of ask Jerry Rice questions about the similarities, or you know, what Mike Shanahan was taking from Bill Walsh's West Coast offense, right? You know, in that in that oh four oh five run with the uh, with uh, with the Broncos. And how he was applying it to Jake Plummer and what they they could do. Like I get to ask in depth questions to these guys as a caller on a radio show, and I would wait on hold for hours to do it. Since Shannon got on TV, he's been terrible. Yeah. I mean, he's just been opinionated. I mean, I get it. You're paid to be opinionated and over the top. Right, and animated and all that. Like, why are we still pushing this Colin Kaepernick thing, and why are you simping out for this guy? Who's cutting your checks? Right, right. Because I know you're not simping out for Colin Kaepernick because he's, because, you know, you believe in Colin Kaepernick. Right. You don't believe in Colin Kaepernick. Shane Shaw's probably talked to Colin Kaepernick twice in his life. Right. Like, give me a break. Oh, we got the documentary. Bro, that Netflix documentary flopped. I didn't even watch it. It was horrible. Nobody watched it. I didn't even know there was one. No shit, because nobody, because it was so bad, they stopped promoting it. Right. They stopped. They literally stopped promoting it. Yeah. And, you know, you you can go back and you can talk about all these people you want and all the shit you want, and these guys are blackballed from the NFL because they took a stand. No, they're not blackballed from the NFL because they took a stand. They got blackballed from the NFL, which they did, because they were bad at their position, and they brought a ton of baggage with them. Right. Why is that so hard to understand? I don't understand. If I have option A and option B, option A is going to come in, do the job I ask him, for the money I ask him, and there's no strings attached, no baggage. Or option B is going to come in. He's going to make a ruckus, want to be paid more than he's worth, yep. want to move up to a position he's not worthy of, and he's going to bring a ton of baggage with him. Right. Why the fuck am I going to hire option B? Right. What, what, do you, what do you think this is? People don't understand the fucking PR nightmare that comes with Colin Kaepernick, and no team wants that distraction in a you, fucking locker room when you're trying to win a Super Bowl. We, we pointed out, what, three weeks ago now on this show, we brought the receipts. We brought the proof. Colin Kaepernick, even despite his best uh, efforts to convince you otherwise, is not good for business. Yeah. He claims that Nike stock went up $4 billion when they signed him or whatever it was. And like, nope. No, actually, um, the numbers would disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, the facts disagree with you. Right. Say whatever you want, but those of us with half a brain are going to figure it out. Right. Because we're not stupid. And here on Row One Seat One, we bring the facts, we bring the receipts. We do not. I'm not here to waste your time. We're, we're yeah, we're here to shoot the shit about sports, and this is a fun, lighthearted show. When it comes to stuff like this, no, I'm not wasting your time. 
Right. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Colin Kaepernick is trash simply because I don't like Colin Kaepernick or I don't like the fact that he knelt. I don't give a shit that he knelt. Right. Honestly, I really don't fucking care. Do what you want. You want to kneel for the national anthem? Cool. Look like an asshole. I don't give a shit. Right, right. Or, or whatever. I don't. I really don't fucking care. Do do you, bro? It's America. You can do that. Right. But don't fucking go. Don't don't wear you know pig socks. You know with cop. You know cop pig socks to the to to practice and the Che Guarva t-shirts and the you know and then praise Fidel Castro and talk about how great communism is and then donate to Daughters of Asada and you know right. and, and praise Joanne Chesimard who's a wanted fugitive in the United States all these favorable things yes oh very favorable very yeah, favorable Shannon, though, Shannon right it, yeah. but Shannon Sharp won't tell you about that Shannon Sharp won't talk about that because Shannon Sharp can't talk about that because that would not go along with the narrative. Because otherwise, you know, how is the well? How are Michael Strahan uh, and and company going to view me on you on on, uh, on on Good Morning America? Or or what about the the, the females on the View? Right. Uh, how are they all going to look at me, dude? Don't give a fuck, bro. You're a sports analyst. Be a sports analyst. Right. Have some balls. I'm just saying, like, have some balls. Call a spade a spade. Right. Colin Kaepernick wasn't a great quarterback. Colin Kaepernick was good. In 2012, he was good in 2013. He started to fall off in 2014. 2015, he was bad. 2016, he was worse. Right. The man had a slide when Jim Harbaugh left and went to Michigan. That was it. It was over for Colin Kaepernick. And Harbaugh saw the writing on the wall and said, well, that's it. He ain't the guy, and I ain't sticking around to find out the next one. I'm right. going to Michigan. See you later. Right, right. And that was it. It was that simple. If Kaepernick was so good, he would have been a Denver Bronco instead of Paxton Lynch. Fucking definitely would have had a job. Definitely would have had a job. But he didn't want a job. Doesn't want a job. No. He's busy being a martyr. And what is Shannon Sharp talking about? Colin Kaepernick's out there. He's doing stuff. I, do you follow Colin Kaepernick on Twitter? Because I do. No, I don't. And, and you know, do you know how many original thoughts Colin Kaepernick posts on Twitter? Like, none. It's all retweets, and, and he just hashtags and, you know, reposts other people's shit. Right. He lets everybody else do the talking for him. Right. While he just sits there and cashes in. Right. I mean, it's one of the most, it's it's one of the greatest grifts I think I've ever scam seen. Scam job. It's a, it's a straight up, it's a straight up scam, and it's, it's working great for him, and uh, good for him. I mean, good for Colin Kaepernick. He came from a very wealthy white family, and um, I hope he, you know, that, that wealthy white family is probably going to continue to get wealthier and whiter and um, or whatever, blacker. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Not my problem. Nope. So, uh, anyhow, wherever Colin Kaepernick comes from, I don't care. But you know where I know he won't be? In the NFL. Yep. Even when they expand to 40 teams, Colin Kaepernick will not have a I job. I know. How funny would that be? <laughs> there will be 16 more openings for quarterbacks yeah. within – before our before our lives are over, right? I mean, they're talking this this, this second team in Dallas thing is gaining steam, yeah, and, and it's gaining in a hurry. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens somewhere, you know, in the next two to three years. Yeah, that comes down. Um, Another team in fucking Texas, Jesus Christ! Well, it'll only make three. I know. New York's got three. Florida, Florida's got. California had three, but then they lost one to Vegas. Yeah. So. Florida got two. Three. Bucks. Oh, Jacksonville. I forget about yeah, them. I, know. Yeah, I forget about them losing. You know, the only, re- you know, the one team that's responsible for us yeah. not being in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. I forgot about those dickbags. I forgot about those assholes. Meanwhile, fucking Fred Durst is out there like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I'm old Fuck. as shit, but yeah. check me out. Yep. Check me out right here, yo. 
Uh, but anyway, all right, let's leave it there, Paul. Let's get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, everybody, for joining us. Um, anything? Did, did we miss anything? No, Max Verstappen won Miami Grand Prix. Miami F1 was cool. The racing sucked. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the racing itself was 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 lame, but I thought the spectacle yeah. was great. Although it did not get great ratings uh, or great uh, reviews outside of this country. A lot of the F1 like purists and shit that I follow and stuff like that, they yeah. were they were not they were less than thrilled, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. They were like I, I think the uh the the quote that I saw the most was this is so American it hurts. Yeah. You know, they got like police escorts for the stadium yeah. and shit. Yeah, dad was that's exactly what dad said. He goes, This is so fucking Miami, it's not even funny. I'm like, right. yeah, everything's I, over the top. I would like to I would yeah, I would like to point that out to all those people that are F one fans from around the globe that might ever hear this show. Listen, that was not a representation of America, that was a representation of Miami. Right. We do not okay, Miami is a city in America. Most of us do not. We don't do that Miami thing. It's a bubble. It's its own. Yeah, it's its, it's own, its own little down entity now. down there, and um, they're weird. They're fucking Sick weird. Sick place, but yeah. It's, I love Miami. I'm not gonna lie. It's one of my favorite cities. It was cool, but it wasn't. I love that place. Honestly, I can honestly see myself never going back. No. No. I'd definitely go back. Maybe for like a day. But not to like right to hop on a cruise or another flight. Right, yeah, like not to say even sell four Lauderdale's right up the street and yeah, yeah, just as much partying for right. a fraction of the price. Right. I mean, listen, man, I love Miami. Like Miami was cool. Like the architecture, the city, everything else was like really, the history and all that stuff was really rad. But like the whole twenty six dollar pina colada thing mm. really didn't sit well. Hundred dollar max at the ATM with a ten dollar fee. It's like come on. Right, hundred dollar max. You can only take out a hundred bucks. bucks at a time, and it's ten bucks. And it's ten bucks. I was like, wow, like way to just like stick it in your face that we're fucking you. You know yep. what I mean? Oh, you want to take out a grand? That'll be a hundred dollars, sir. You can't even. No, I mean. Oh right. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, over right, and over right. and over and over and over. Yep. Yeah, ridiculous. But wow. uh, all right, let's leave it there. But uh, good show tonight. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I, you know, Tuesdays. I, I should be off now for the next hopefully foreseeable future for Tuesday. So I'll be here. Sweet deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad, you know, uh, just, you know, glad, glad Tom Brady caught that break. You know, I think he really needed that $375 million. Yeah. I think that's really going to cement him. You know, it's really going to help him. You yeah. know, he was struggling up until this point. Yeah. And, uh, that private police force on yeah. his island better get a raise. Good things happen to good people. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but until, uh, until next week, we'll talk to you next. Uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. right here, row one, seat one. Yep. On the one, the only, the new Bedford Guide. I am Joey Fats for Plizzy. And Mr. Sean Beckett could not be here tonight. We uh, thank you all very much. Check in all next week. Peace. Peace.